0: Welcome to the Journey worth Earth podcast, where we love Jesus, study His Word, reach others. Now here's her host, Tony Woman. Welcome to the final episode of Advent. Christmas is almost here. And this week, we are looking for joyful moments each day in our home, and I hope that you are doing the same. If you missed last week's episode with Tracy Steele about the joy candle we lit on Sunday, go check it out. Now, this upcoming Sunday, we will be lighting the love candle. I could think of no better person to share the last episode of 2021 than with my dad, Pat Hale Jr. I was so blessed by the messages that you guys have sent about how much you enjoyed his last episode on hearing the Holy Spirit. So I asked him to come back and join me to talk about the fourth Advent candle, love. And if you think we only stuck to serious conversations you would be wrong (laughs) so get ready to laugh we chat about the importance of love during advent what our love story with God looks like and how we can show love to others during the advent season now this will be the final episode of 2021 I always take a break through Christmas and the new year to spend a little more time with my family the first episode of 2022 is a great one. Get ready for it. Believe it or not, I have been preparing for that episode for the last 13 months. So you don't want to miss the return of the podcast in the new year. But until then, use this break to catch up on any episodes that you missed. And most importantly, focus on spending time with those you love. Now enjoy my conversation about love with Pat Hale Jr. For the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, the great, the mighty, and the awesome God who is not partial and takes no bribe. He executes justice for the fatherless and the widow, and loves the sojourner, giving him food and clothing. Love the sojourner, therefore, for you were sojourners in the land of Egypt." Well, I am so happy to be here um, with a guest that is um, one of the favorites for listeners. Um, I mean, he's one of my favorites, but I'm not even kidding when people say, oh my gosh, that episode uh, is my favorite. And that is with my dad, Pat Hale Jr. So hi, dad.
1: (laughs) Hi, baby girl.
0: (laughs) Um and I I'm not kidding when people say I loved that episode that we we did about hearing the Holy Spirit um oh, and uh how <clears throat> that has impacted people um and so when I was trying to decide who I would have on for Advent it just made sense for you to come on and speak with us about love today which is the final week of Advent, um, mm. and this Sunday we look forward to lighting the love candle. Uh, before yeah. we get there, though, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, I'm Courtney's dad,
0: the best, and part also,
1: of yeah, the well, <laughs> and Caleb, and and Dylan. Oh, if you uh, have to throw
0: them in, then that's fine.
1: Well, because you know they you all go together. I'm I, just kidding.
0: Know. I love yeah. my brothers.
1: I know you do, and they love you, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see. I um, I was born and raised in Las Vegas, Nevada, and mm-hmm. I moved to Arizona to continue my studies at a Bible college called Grand Canyon University. You might might have heard of it. It's a small Bible college in, in uh, Phoenix. Not so small um, anymore. Yeah, boy, when I was there, you could, you could literally walk across it in about about ten minutes, but mm-hmm. now you can't do it, and now, and who knows how long?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I met your mama there, and mm-hmm. uh, we got married, and um, we entered the ministry together, and uh, we uh, had the three of you, and pastored and youth pastored and bivocational many many years, thirty years together. We were together for forty years. We were married for thirty nine. Yeah. Um, she uh, uh she's now residing in heaven. Yeah. Can you imagine what choir practices are like with your mama behind the piano? <laughs> it's true.
2: It's true. I
1: mean, I can see it right now. Uh I would imagine the angels probably have seen her stern look when they sing off key or something. She's
0: pointing out the one that's that's wrong. Yeah, right?
1: Exactly right. Yeah, exactly. So um so uh, again married for 39 years together for 40 and uh we spent all of that time in ministry Mm -hmm. uh, together so um and i married a preacher's kid and i wasn't a preacher's kid (laughs) so uh, i had a lot to learn your mama knew more about ministry than i did Uh uh, when we first got married and so we just grew up and learned together
0: yeah absolutely so
1: now i'm in north carolina Yeah. Uh, After 10 years in uh, Texas, uh, uh, learning how to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and Mm -hmm. uh, uh, experiencing things, it was interesting to me that I was praying when I was in Texas uh, about what God had next for us, and he said, South, that's all he said. Well, I don't know that you can get any more South than North Carolina, Uh, (laughs) you know, so, (laughs) but uh, I'm here and I'm in the concrete business. Uh, I'm the head of business development for a a new upcoming um, concrete company and we build multifamily and uh, we specialized in post-tension concrete slabs. And I think so, how God
0: got you to North Carolina. I mean, anyone who's phew. has heard that story, it's certainly a movement of the Holy spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a Testament of God paving away, even when it seemed like he was being very silent, mm-hmm. um, him paving a way for you, a mom to be right where you needed to be as she fought yeah. glioblastoma, um, you starting a new position, having support around you. I mean, you move to a new place and you think, well, we're, we're not moving. We're not going to have any support in that location, but really God moved you towards where there was more support. Um, So it's definitely.
1: Yeah. I give a shout out to my Danby neighborhood here in Pineville, North Carolina, (laughs) right here, right here on Seastone lane. I'll tell you, I have the, some of the greatest neighbors and they have loved they loved Janet, loved me and take care of us. And uh, so it's been a a wonderful place and you can just, you're right. You can see God's hand over all of it, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, even, you know, when your mom, when she was diagnosed with cancer, cancer, I said, uh, well, do you still want to move to North Carolina for my new job? And she said, yeah. And (laughs) uh, you know, but God provided, Mm -hmm. I always wondered, when I was first in the ministry, because I learned real quick, you don't make any money in the ministry. Um, I'm going to, you know, you get those treasures in heaven. Yeah. But I always wondered how uh, we were going to survive later Mm. on in life. And we just, we just saw God. I mean, in the last calendar year, I've seen God pay off a half a million dollars in medical bills. I've seen him pay off all of our debt. I've seen him, it's just been amazing what God has done. Mm. And, uh, you know, got to spend basically the last 18 months of your mom's life with her as much or more than I ever did before because I was working. And uh, so God has been good. And you're right. It's amazing to God. It's a testimony of what God can do if somebody will surrender their life to him
2: Mm.
1: and, and trust him to provide. It's not an easy way to live, but, it's pretty doggone good.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Well, we're going to go from there into the Advent. We talk about provision. (laughs) That's a great segue into what we're celebrating in the season is the provision of his son. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, can you tell us a little bit about, uh, what ad, like, what was your experience with Advent growing up?
1: Well, um, Keep in mind, when I went into the ministry, I knew very little. Um, I bought my first Bible when I was in college. I had a Bible my grandma gave me when I was 12. And I read it occasionally, preached my first sermon out of that. Mm. Uh, But um, it's ironic that when you say, uh, how did we celebrate Advent? We didn't. We celebrated Christmas. Yeah. And, uh, you know. The Advent is very different. Uh, you know, God with us, Emmanuel. It it it's such a reminder of, of his first birth, the Advent. And the I mean, sure, I knew Jesus, maybe Jesus was born on Christmas Day, if you will, whatever, and knew about Bethlehem and the three wise guys, Manny Mo and Jack. And uh, you've been yeah, hearing that's that their how names. many times? Yeah, how many times have you heard that in your lifetime? <laughs>
0: that is the name of the three wise men in our home
1: of course all the theologians are going oh no that's not their name well (laughs) you know uh so and they had a and they had a camel called discount tire so that was a bad joke i know that was a dad joke (laughs) (laughs) and you knew it immediately nobody else would but um, no 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 one
0: else would know that that was a bad joke i think there's a lot yeah, okay. of listeners disagreeing with you right now yeah,
1: yeah. well and, and they're probably like your brothers and you and you are saying dad don't tell jokes in the pulpit right. uh, and there's probably a reason why I know. <laughs> but, our but, pastor uh, when he's
0: about to tell one of those he goes they told me in the office not to tell this but i'm not yeah. a good listener so i'm going to tell it yeah. anyway
1: yes, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly right yeah. so with advent i do i do remember Uh, We always had a uh, nativity scene in our house. So we literally had three wise men candlesticks, and they were big and tall. I Mm. mean, they were probably eight to twelve inches tall. You might want to ask Graham where they are, okay? Because I remember those from my childhood, and you could put a candle right in the top of their crown, and it always sat up on the TV uh, Mm. during Christmas. And
0: and they uh, survived you and your brothers.
1: Uh, Probably uh, by threat of death. Okay. Uh, So, but we always, Graham always had, we had beautiful Christmas trees. Mm. Um, And again, this is a Christmas story, but one time it was Christmas Eve and there wasn't a present under the tree, not a Mm. present. It was just the Christmas tree. And, and I remember how I just kept asking, you know, Graham, we're not getting presents. And she'd say, well, we're, we're we can't afford Christmas this year. And, you know, she went on about that. Well, Christmas Eve, she said, you know, still no presents. And she said, well, have you looked under the table that the Christmas tree is sitting on? She had put on top of this table, you know, a low, uh, like a coffee table
2: mm-hmm. and had
1: a big, beautiful Christmas uh, tablecloth over it. And when you peeled that tablecloth back, There was presents all over the place (laughs) stuck in every little nook and cranny, man. She had us going, of course we were probably young teens. So she was, she was really getting her money's worth out of that trick. Oh yeah. Um, but, but you know, Advent was just not really celebrated. Um, we did do Christmas lights. That's usually what we did. We'd go out and look at Christmas lights, come home. And for whatever reason, Gama Nina and Rita would be there and say, Santa just left. We never realized how Mm. all of that fit together. And I'll stop right there. And, uh, but so we really didn't celebrate much on, you know, the, the Advent. Now, all of that changed though, when um, I uh, surrendered the ministry, moved out to owner to go to grand canyon you grand canyon college mm-hmm. and met your mom and uh married a person who understood a lot about christianity and i did not
2: mm-hmm. and
1: so we began celebrating advent from the from the get-go mm-hmm. and uh, i never heard of hanging of the greens they did that at grand canyon um our first christmas tree yeah uh i don't know if you've ever heard the story but I had a, we just couldn't afford to buy a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. And because we were in college, both of us were full time. But I had an old three foot wood ladder. Oh, so weird. I went to, I went somewhere and bought some green crepe paper and a string of lights. Or I think I had a string of lights. And I actually, so I, I opened this A-frame ladder up, wrapped the crepe paper around it, right?
2: Uh-huh. And then
1: I had a star that had a little spring on it. And I took a, a sixteen penny nail and nailed nailed down into the spring and bent it over on the top of the ladder. Oh my god. And then and then I hung uh, ornaments mm. on the Christmas lights. And mom came home. She mm-hmm. said to this I don't know how many times she said it, she said that was her favorite Christmas. Tree. I've
0: heard her say that. Yeah.
1: So, but as far as Advent is concerned, mom's and my advent continued to grow. I don't know how far you want me to go on all of that, but um, so, you know, in our house, as you well know, we had, uh, if you were a guest in our home, you would notice there was not only one, but two, maybe three, probably 10 nativity sets.
0: I was going to say, you, you're you yeah. going to have to keep going because <laughs> yeah, there's I know. at least 10. Mom loved, <laughs> loved her nativity
2: sets.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. we had the Precious Moment set, the Hail set, Mammy set, Grandma Baldwin set. We had the craft mm-hmm. ornament that hung on the Christmas tree. That was a nativity. Yeah. We had a Sedona uh, nativity that Mom and I bought. An Arizona set, Courtney set from France,
2: mm-hmm. an
1: African indigenous set. Uh, we had the set from Panama, yeah. which was the very first one we ever bought. Uh, that was bought before you were born. It was made. And the out one of, I was most
2: of-
0: scared about, the first. Oh yeah. The first yeah. holiday that we came to your house when I had my son, <laughs> I was like, mom, please like whatever's really important to you, like put it, put up. it in up. fact, I crocheted her a nativity set so oh. that she would have at least one set that her grandbabies could play with. And like, this mom wasn't going to freak out. <laughs> like you're going to break right. it.
1: <laughs> right. So. Well, and then, and then came along Carter and I, rem- I remember watching him dragging that crochet set of Nativity all, all over the house. I had, I, to go, I had to go find Joseph's hat <laughs> and the, the shepherd's uh, staff because <laughs> who knows where Carter put it all. And, uh, so, and then we, we went to West Greenway. I mean, that's to me, West Greenway is when we really began to celebrate Advent with uh, Christmas Eve candlelight service. Uh, we started mm-hmm. doing the Advent, uh, candle and read the scriptures and had different families yeah. read and we would light the different candles, uh, starting that, uh, I think it started the, uh, the Advent started, uh, the last Sunday of November, yeah. Christmas Eve. And, um, and so, and then I always loved how we did the candlelight service. I think that was my favorite West mm-hmm. Greenway was very good and we could decorate it very well. Yeah. And uh, when, when it was lit by candlelights, it was amazing.
2: Hey,
0: guys, I want to take a minute to tell you about the Journey of Ruth Inside Look. The Inside Look is our newsletter that comes directly to your email box the first Friday of each month. The Inside Look includes a short devotional thought, a recap of the month's episodes, a few of our repostables or printables that you might have seen on social media, and insight into episodes coming in the next month. Sometimes I even need questions or feedback from you as the listener. It's in this newsletter that I post those questions and encourage you all to send me your input. If you'd like to receive the Inside Look in your inbox next month, please go to journeyofruthpodcast.com slash newsletter. Once you're there, you can enter your email and you're all set. I promise we won't spam you just once a month. An email full of encouragement and podcast info written just for you. The Journey of Reef Listener. Go sign up today and don't miss another edition of The Inside Look.
1: To me, the premiere was the year your mom said, let's do a live nativity. And we started doing the annual live nativity at Grant yeah. the WG. And, you know, your mom wrote a how-to booklet on mm-hmm. how to do that. So you and your brothers need to know it's in this file cabinet here Good to know. somewhere written in your mom's handwriting. She probably <laughs> typed it uh, probably, you know, on the computer, but it, I mean, we had, remember we had Mary and Joseph and sometimes we had a real baby and sometimes we had a, a doll, yeah. uh, a baby doll.
0: And we did it and outside ha- our church. Um, Outside which the was church. right along a main street. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. the church's Christmas card to the Correct. neighborhood because people would pass by. Then people mm-hmm. could actually come and sit because there was live music. Um, then we added crafts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we added like hot cider or whatever mm-hmm. for people to enjoy while they were listening to the music and the kids were doing mm-hmm. the crafts. And it became like you're almost experiencing the nativity. Correct.
1: Yeah. yeah. One year a guy walked by and said, how come you don't have any animals at this live nativity? And I said, well, I don't know any farmers. He said, would you like a donkey? And <laughs> so he, bought, he brought a donkey. And I don't know if you remember, but the last year we did it, he was giving rides. On the oh, donkey. I do
0: remember that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And he, I think he actually put on a, a Jerusalem outfit okay. and he would he would walk them around the building. And yeah. so it was quite a, but it was a, just a way for us. So there was a lot of that. Celebration, and I do remember your mom saying that probably that last one we had over a hundred and twenty people
0: mm, in the participating, cast. yeah,
1: yeah, participating. A lot of people—that was a lot of people for yeah. uh, that church. So those are some of the things that we did in Advent. Yeah. Um, Good and,
0: memories and and fabulous yeah. ways to teach us, yes, about Advent. Mm-hmm. So, this week we are going to be lighting the love candle um, Mm -hmm. in our Advent wreaths. And our listeners heard the scriptures for this week uh, read before we started our conversation. That's Deuteronomy 10 verses 17 through 19. Um, and as I've said, pretty much every other week, uh, there are a lot of different verses that you could use. Um, if, if you're looking at those verses going, I don't really like those verses. That's fine. There are great other verses that work Mm -hmm. to illustrate love. Um, you know, as we talk about that this week, but with that being the focus for this week, why is love so important in the Advent season?
1: Well you know um, of course you mentioned Deuteronomy 10 um, I think John 3:16 through 17 John mm-hmm. 316 through 17 when we were talking about this by the way it was November the 10th when I got the email uh, <laughs> you invited me on the show I looked at it today and uh, uh, so but what I heard was a, a passage because you said I could bring anything up uh about you know if i had another verse and do yeah. you, i'm just going to read it real quick if yeah, you don't mind and uh so uh john 3:16 through 17 for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life for god did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved mm. um the the reason that we talk about love is because the love of the father for us as his greatest accomplishment His greatest part of, of, uh, creation. Mm-hmm. We were created to have fellowship with the father.
2: Yeah, I
1: mean, there's that, that's a relationship that goes way back. Um, you know, one of the things that your mom and I prayed for, um, before, as you guys grew up is that, and it was her heart. She would say, I hope that when our children are older, that we don't not only love each other, but there's a respect and a relationship that will just uh, continue to grow. And, and I think that that's, that is the heart of the, of the Heavenly Father, is that he so loved us, that he desired that relationship. And that's always, that's what we were created to do. And it got all messed up in the garden, and you know it was the woman's fault. Um, no, okay. it was not. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Well, really, it was the man's fault because he allowed it and didn't stand up and do something about it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, and and again, that's just Pat's. That's Pat's opinion. But the the fact that the father loved us enough, we were created to walk with him in the garden, and. be a part of i mean can you imagine what his aftershave smells like uh can you imagine day-to-day conversations and contact with the father so i i believe that that's why love is so important in the advent season is we're his greatest creation and think about it um, if satan hates god the father so much who do you think he hates next us Mm-hmm. Because we, we are created in God's image. So there's a great love that the Father has for us and a great hate that Satan has against us. So love is a, an incredible uh, illustration of the importance of, of Christ's birth. You know, oftentimes when I pray, uh, I will thank Jesus for his willingness to, um, uh, to fulfill the will of the Father. Mm-hmm. And I thank him for his birth, his life, his ministry, his death, his burial, his resurrection, his ascension to the right hand of the Father, where now he intercedes on our behalf. And in the process, he sent us his spirit. I mean, mm-hmm. God has just not only did God provide himself, but he provided our word, our Savior Jesus Christ. And then he provided his spirit that indwells us, who continues to express and impress um, that love that the father has for us. Mm.
0: Well, and I think we see that so much in, I mean, you think about, obviously you've mentioned the sacrifice, but you see it a lot in the way that Jesus, you know, reacted with the people that were around him while he was here on earth. Um, you see that he had a very deep love, um, for the hurting for, you know, the less fortunate, um, And he still had a love for those who were being really silly. You know, if he didn't, then Matthew the tax collector would, you know, not be among his friends. And we, you know, we like to sing the little song about Zacchaeus, but uh, if he didn't love him, he would have stayed away from him and never even brought attention to him. So we see God loving people on every side of the coin, um, in every stage in life. And then we look at the (laughs) truest act of love and that was laying down his life and so i think really if you're talking to a married couple you might ask the question and you told us about you and mom when when did your love story begin mm. right and mm. i think that the love story begins in the garden right because he says uh, let's make man in our image right and and then you see how God is like broken hearted when mm-hmm. even Adam make the decision. It's kind of like my son told me the other day, well, my brother is cute, but I'm not cute. And I went, who told you that you're not cute? He goes, my brain. Now <laughs> he was kidding. <laughs> Oh, basically, he was—he didn't want to be cute because he's uh, seven, and seven-year-olds are not are too old to be cute. Oh, I get you. Yeah, mm-hmm. mm. his brother, who's four, he's the most adorable kid on the earth. That's what he said. Uh, but seven-year-olds—we're not cute anymore. Okay, mm. but it broke my mama's heart to think that somebody had told my kid that he wasn't cute. Right. Right. And so it broke God's heart to see that. S- somehow they gained this knowledge that they were naked. Who t- who told you that? And right. so that's where you see the beginning of the love story. But I think in any love story, you're going to have these moments along the way that are, are pivotal moments in your your full story, right? It right. might... Th- you have you're the beginning, but then you have when you get married and when you have kids, when you buy your first house. And I think the nativity scene is like... Th- probably one of two largest moments when we talk about our love story with God, Mm. right? Him sending his son coming in a manger. And then of course you've got Easter and the cross. Um, but that to me, this is a, this is a, a turning point in our love story with Jesus. And I think that if we think of it that way, it becomes, I mean, why do we celebrate anniversaries? Why do we celebrate birthdays? Because they are things that have to be remembered in our story. Sure. And so mm-hmm. we have to remember his birth as an act of love for us right. in the Sabbath season.
1: Well, and keep in mind with that act of love, mm-hmm. keep in mind that Isaiah seven fourteen. 14, um, it's a, it's a great little verse. It's prophetic. Uh, Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign behold the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and and, and shall call his name Emmanuel God with us so did
0: you say that's pathetic oh it's prophetic
1: prophetic well I, like, I may it's <laughs> it, ooh, it's it's been a long week so no telling what I said I was like uh, why is scripture uh, pathetic and, and I, I know I I know in the pulpit I never said anything that was out of line or did he just say what I thought he said and uh, oh,
0: my gosh, I'm sorry. Um, Go back to the really serious moment that you were well,
1: the, the real serious right moment down. that my daughter just blew out of the water <laughs> Sorry, because she thought I said pathetic, instead yeah. of pathetic, but uh, seven hundred and forty years plus or minus before Jesus was born, it was prophesied that God would be with us Jews and Gentiles through his son, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I mean, the long the long awaited Messiah uh, is a pretty good reminder. That 740 year lead, uh, is a pretty good reminder of love. I remember when, uh, mom was pregnant with you Mm. and we had no idea whether we were having a boy or girl. Of course, back then we could have found out, but we chose not to. So we called you Shim, um, because we didn't, we didn't know you were a boy or a girl. And, uh, I'll never forget Dr. Shapker, uh, saying it's a girl. And the first thought across my mind was a girl. I don't know how to raise a girl. (laughs) (laughs) And, and yet we waited for nine months Uh and yet the greatest love example in scripture is the father giving us his only begotten son. Mm. I mean, what great love is that? I mean, you know, um, you know, we've had children and you have had children, and imagine if you had to give them up. Yeah. Imagine for a minute if, if the greatest expression of your love was to give them up, however that be. That's what the father did, because mm-hmm. he knew that he needed a perfect lamb. And that's later on in the story. But he provided exactly what we needed: a messiah, a savior. Mm-hmm. But he so it's a great act of love and the fact that God, from the very beginning in the garden. And moving all the way forward. That's why the Advent season is so important, is we need to be reminded. It's not, it's not just a story, a good story. It's, it's truth. Yeah. And uh, we need to illustrate that. That's been one of my biggest uh, concerns in four years of ministry: is are we equipping the saints? And mm-hmm. the one way we do that, and that's one of our challenges today, is. Uh, Many a religious home uh, says they're Christians. There's 80 million uh, people that profess Christ in America. Mm -hmm. Uh, But how many of them have taught that what Advent is and who Jesus is and what's it? Why is he important? And you remember how many times we've read Luke two
2: Mm -hmm.
1: uh, during Christmas. Yep. And uh, so. Yeah. But I don't want to get ahead of ourselves.
0: Well, and I, you know, I, I think even as we talk about love in the actual, not just leading up to it, but, um, in the actual story, I think we see, um, the love that Joseph has for Mary and the Correct. fact that mm-hmm. he agrees. Well, obviously an angel comes and says, Hey, you need to marry her. You do that. But you know, yeah, he, but remember
1: he was going to put her away.
0: No, that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And and mm-hmm. so the angel said, "No, no, 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 you you need to marry her." Um right. so he showed an act of love in that. And then when they meet uh Simeon in uh the temple when he's 7 days old. Um mm-hmm. uh, Mary, he basically tells Mary like this child is going to break your heart. What mm-hmm. happens to this child is going to break your heart. Mm-hmm. And I I wonder like how that must be um you know to to have this little baby and to love this baby so much and to wonder what did he mean when he said
1: wow yeah you know
0: he was it was going to break my heart
1: mm-hmm. and
0: but to have so much love and and to love because you didn't know when that time was going to come i'm going to love you Correct. every day because Something's going to happen and I don't know what it is. And I, I think that's mm-hmm. a testament to, or, you know, an example for us as parents that we have to, you know, take every day captive and, you know, make sure that we are loving on our children every single day because we mm-hmm. never know when uh, what God's plan is for them.
1: Well, um, and not not only that, but as a parent, at some point you have to realize that your children are a gift. Mm. And they were bought with a price just like we were. And God has a plan for them. And what God's plan for them may not be what your plan is for them. Mm. And uh, uh, so uh, are we willing to release them? Mm. You know, yeah. and it, that, that's a great thing of love because, you know, your boys, um, two of the three most handsome, beautiful, intelligent grandsons on the face of the earth. Uh, in my, in my, 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 definition, um, <laughs> but there's going to be a day when they're going to be making decisions and the love that you've poured into them. And the, the expression of that, I mean, literally what the father, heavenly father did, you're doing, mm-hmm. uh, you and Jeff are doing for your boys and yeah. loving them and, uh, releasing them to God's will. Yeah.
2: Hey,
0: listeners. You know how grateful I am that you guys take time out of your life to listen to the podcast. You all have been so supportive with your messages and encouragement during my sabbatical. Now that we're back, you have a chance to support the podcast financially. Producing the podcast requires paying hosting fees, maintaining recording equipment, and sometimes buying coffee for our guests. Patreon is where you become a contributing member of the podcast family and receive a couple perks for just $5 a month. You can receive all episodes ad free. And at $10 a month, you're now a podcast contributor. And not only are you going to get those ad free episodes, but you're going to get exclusive access to our monthly journey of Ruth coffee chats, where I get to know you as a listener, and you can chat about your life and ideas for the podcast with me. So go check it out today. Just visit patreon.com/slash journey of Ruth. So let's talk about Christmas traditions. Sure. And whether they're spiritual or whether they're cultural. How do we see love celebrated in the Christmas season?
1: I have no idea.
0: Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so interviews done then.
1: Yeah, no, it really no, it really is. Well, I, I think that. What Again, he means
0: is he can't see his notes.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> smart, Alec. Um, your lights are blinking. All right. Uh-huh. So um, the first Advent mm-hmm. was, uh, from what we know, was was started by some monks in five uh, hundred something and uh, five hundred years after Christ,
2: mm-hmm.
1: they were asked to fast and pray, and which became a focus, which became uh, a season of. Uh, concentrating on the birth and the life of Christ. And uh, Advent means uh, the coming. It means, you know, um, and and in this case, there was the first Advent, which is the birth of Christ, and the second Advent, which is going to be the second coming of Christ, which has not happened yet. Yeah. And uh, so the first Advent is a recognition of Jesus' birth is who, what, when, where, why, and how. I mean, it's a, it's an incredible journey, mm-hmm. and illustrating that, um, yeah. And off the, you know, just just a thought. I was talking with a friend of ours that you know very well,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: we were talking about his granddaughter, and I said, hey, let me suggest that you reach out and purchase a play school, uh, plastic nativity set, oh and yeah. put it put it down on the coffee table or wherever so that your granddaughter can play with it that's a that's an incredible form of advent now invariably baby jesus comes up missing <laughs> we've got to go so we got to go find baby jesus right <laughs> yeah but, but or the camels are gone again who took said, the camels
0: ours is the animals because they get mixed in with the play school like farm set <laughs> and then you don't know which ones are are supposed to be visiting baby Jesus and which ones belong in the pen with the, but I can see
1: Jackson and Carter saying, well, dinosaurs fit.
0: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And let me tell you, actually, I mean, it, this is like taking it somewhere different, but when I was in France, um, they have what they call, you know, the creche, which is the nativity scene. And you can walk and see these enormous nativity displays. Mm -hmm. But you start looking closely and you're like, there's a lady carrying lavender.
2: Mm.
0: Well, he's obviously the town baker. Uh, I think that's a Catholic priest. Uh, I'm sorry. Is Santa Claus standing behind the, the, the manger scene? What is going on? And they're... The the reason why they do that is they're like, this was everyday life. There were everyday people living Mm. their everyday life around, you know, Jesus's birth. And so why wouldn't we include a full town's worth of people? And I mean, you do, you see this, the, you know, shepherds went after they saw and they went into town and they told everybody that they saw Mm. and that would have included the baker, the you know religious leaders the Mm -hmm. so it would have included all of these people Mm -hmm. um but you know France adds their own culture to it lavender is a really big thing in their culture and so Mm -hmm. you know you've got a lady picking lavender and bread is of course huge in the French culture so you've got the local baker or someone coming Mm -hmm. home so I I actually you know while that may not be biblical I love the perspective that that offers and it's the same thing with like Well, sure. Why can't you have the school teacher and the little, you know, little Tikes pilot and the dinosaur? And why can't you? Well, yeah. yeah, Jesus was just born in a manger in a normal town.
1: Yeah. The other day, Dylan and Neely, uh, they face that's my brother and
0: sister in law, by the way.
1: Correct. And and they said, well, right there is a little nativity scene that William gets to play with. Well, Mm -hmm. he's he's what ten months now or nine months. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's and
0: like ten months. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, see, to me that's a that is a contemporary way or a way to begin to celebrate Advent because mm-hmm. then the you know my grandsons are being taught about Jesus and Joseph and Mary and the birth of Christ and uh, all of that. They're being taught from being a just being a toddler yeah. forward, and then they're going to build on that several churches i've been a part of they do a a, a children's service hmm. and uh, for christmas and part of it is actually acting out the, the nativity okay. and so you know the, the ones that are usually the funniest are the ones that are dressed up like lambs or sheep right because <laughs> they, they were the ones one,
0: that everyone was hoping like they weren't quite focused enough to be like mary or joseph um,
1: Right. So they were or, kind of hoping baby... they would be
0: quiet on the side of the stage.
1: Right. Yeah. But they're typically the ones that are there picking their nose or their seat for the show or, <laughs> or waving, waving at grandma and grandpa of out course. of the third row. Right. Um. So that, that is uh, uh, something that can be uh, observed uh, during the advent having to do with love is that love is a family thing and mm. uh, it involves the family. So being a part of a, of a, uh, a Christmas, uh, service for the family. Mm-hmm. That's one way, yeah. uh, where love can be expressed reading Luke two, uh, which you grew up. Uh, we mm-hmm. did that quite often and, uh, we would, and, and you may remember that we actually did it several times over the years with our family and other places,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, like at Nana's or yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah. And, and reading the Christmas story, Uh, as you guys got older, I don't know how many, if you all read it or not. Um, but I certainly have, uh, my grandsons are the type of readers that will someday read that and what a great honor it will be. Yeah, we do actually read it.
0: And this week, this year, I think, uh, Jackson's ready to be the, the reader this year.
1: Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow.
0: I think another, another way that people often show love is, um, through uh through giving of their time and giving to the less fortunate um yeah and gifts correct yeah Mm -hmm. so it is in gifts um but even Mm -hmm. like focusing on on reaching out to the what some might consider the unloved, um, mm. and serving at a soup kitchen or going and helping a church with their, um, their clothing drive, handing out of clothes, sure. or um, mm-hmm. you know, giving to a canned food drive, or this, um, uh, the Red Cross, um, giving to the kettle ministry, of uh, part of y- Salvation yeah, that's Army,
1: Salvation Army, uh-huh. mm-hmm. yeah, Salvation um, Army.
0: So Mm -hmm. I, You know, that's a great example of how people are showing. And what Mm -hmm. I love about the Salvation Army uh, Red Kettles is that all of that money stays in um, your local city. I don't know if you knew that. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah. yeah, it doesn't go to like some central place and then is doled out. It will stay in your city. And so when you are giving that change, you are giving to those that Mm -hmm. are in your location. So I think that's definitely one way, whether you're a believer in Christ or not, that that our culture Mm -hmm. shows shows love during the Christmas season is by helping those that are less fortunate.
1: Another one is uh, uh, keeping your ear to the ground in your neighborhood Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: finding families that may not have Christmas or they may not have a tree. Um, unfortunately corporate America, for some whatever reason, they do a lot of layoffs right before Christmas. I, I get it from a book, per, book, a business perspective, mm-hmm. but I, I think it's bad business when, mm. when people are laid off or let go, um, right at the Christmas season, you know, um, because it, it's damaging. Well, there are needs out there like crazy, yeah. reach out to your church, go call your pastor or your church and say, Hey. Do you know a family that needs a Christmas tree? Um, Yeah. uh, You know, I was talking to Lois Ann tonight Mm -hmm. and someone from your past, and she was telling me about a Christmas tree that she had and the base broke and blah, blah, blah. Their next door neighbors brought a live cut tree Mm. and it was their tree they were going to put in their house.
0: Wow. 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 And that's the kind of love that we can't ask for, but Mm -hmm. makes such a big impact. Um, whether it's during Christmas or, or any other time. Yeah. Well,
1: and one of the things we can do is stop and pray
2: Mm. and
1: say, Holy spirit, how can we express your love this season? What, what can we do? Yeah, You know, um, churches are a great place for this. I, I know the church we're at, uh, right now we're doing, um, it's called, it's a series called Be Generous. It was only a three week series, mm. sermon series, my best kind, my favorite kind, just <laughs> three and three and done. Um, right. But yeah, but what it was, what was good about it was the fact that our pastor spotlighted a, um, a women's shelter spotlighted a senior mm. adult center spotlighted an adoption agency. And I don't remember. Oh, and one of them was a troubled teen, okay. uh, place. And, and, you, and so he was encouraging all of us to give uh, a little bit extra this year to one of those. Okay. And then our church was going to give to all four of them on top of what our families gave. Mm. And uh, and one of them was for homeless homeless teens cool. who don't have, they don't have anywhere to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, so th- th- it, to me... The way we express love is do what Jesus did mm-hmm. or what the father did. He sent his son and uh, because he knew our greatest need was was to be reunited with the father. So what are those needs out there? All we got to do is ask around. Yeah. And uh, it's more than just decorating. It's more than just baking. It's actually seeing what we could do. Uh, to make a difference in somebody's life.
0: Right, right. Because it's not always money. Sometimes, it, no. it's, yeah. Right. It's mm-hmm. uh, what we can do, the talents that God has given us. Um, how can we celebrate, if we haven't already covered that, to be honest, but uh, what are some ways that you can think of that we could encourage listeners to celebrate love in the Advent season?
1: Well, one of those is read the Christmas story out of yeah. Luke 2, mm-hmm. because you're you're actually, um, there are so many people today who have never picked up a Bible. They've never read it. They don't, they have no idea about the love of the Father. And part of it is, is because uh, many of us don't say anything because we don't want to offend. And especially in a season now where we've had political unrest, we've had COVID, we've had a lot of social things that have upset and um but i have found that people are very responsive uh to personal relationship they're very mm-hmm. responsive to a kind word there um i found out recently a co-worker um uh his daughter died mm-hmm. uh suddenly mm-hmm. and so he and i have had conversations about death and about yeah. losing someone you love and, yeah what do you do, and how do you put the pieces together? There are people out there in our neighborhoods. There are, there's widows and widowers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I understand now loneliness in a very different way. Um, your mama told me she said she didn't want me to be alone mm-hmm. because she knows I don't do well alone. Well, <laughs> I'm not the only person. So the one way we can show love is to find those people mm-hmm. in our apartment complex, our neighborhood, at work at school, at church who don't have. How many times did we invite people over to our home to participate in the holidays? I didn't know um, that
0: wasn't normal.
1: That is correct.
0: Like to me having someone that I'd never met before at our Thanksgiving table mm-hmm. and at our house for Christmas Day was that was normal at our house mm-hmm. at our house. Now you were a pastor of a church so you knew those people, you know, but mm-hmm that's because you took an interest in the people that came to your church and you knew Mm -hmm. who had family and who didn't. Um, And then you took that extra step and said, well, why don't you come on over? And Mm -hmm. then as I got older and started talking to friends and um, understanding what, how their family celebrated Christmas, I found out that some of them had never had someone over for a holiday that wasn't in their family. And I was right. like, oh, that was every holiday.
1: Yeah, <laughs> sure. Know? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So I, you I, know, and go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead. You finish well, that thought.
0: I, I love that that is another way, but you have to be paying attention, right? You have to keep your eyes open and you have to be willing because it, it might, so it might be weird and it might um, like break your family's traditions a little bit right? It's going to kind of take you guys out of your comfort zone a little bit. Um, but in the end you'll see a benefit. And I think the same thing about reading the Luke two story, if that's not something that you do on Christmas morning with your family, it might feel weird to say, Hey guys, can we read the Luke two story? But it always Mm -hmm. amazes me that even those that don't consider them like themselves, super spiritual, um, we all we all see the manger scene. We all see the nativities all over the place. Right. And mm-hmm. so that story has been adopted into secular culture as well right. for this holiday. So that is an opening, um, especially if you've got a family where um, you're praying for opportunities, for open doors to talk about your faith, uh, to mm-hmm. let people know. Ask, w- can, can I read the Luke 2? story. Um, right. if you have a child that can read, have them practice it and have them read it at, um, oh, you know, yeah. grandma and grandpa's house and, and then pray that, that people would not just hear it as a story, but as truth. And right. I think we'd be amazed at the doors that will open if we will step out in faith to invite people that are in need to our homes for our ho- the holidays and to open up scripture on christmas day with our families
1: right yeah and you know the thing about inviting someone to your home for christmas Mm -hmm. um is make sure they have a gift oh yeah yeah well make sure that uh and if you can plan ahead Mm -hmm. have everybody bring a present for our Mm guest. so now they have two or three because for some of them ouch i have a cramp in my left leg seriously (laughs) Been you know too what? Long. Getting, getting, <laughs> no, getting old is not for sissies. <laughs> oh I, I got, I got it at the gym and I, and I've been fighting it all night. It's like, <laughs> oh man, what a sissy. All right. So, um, but, um, so making sure that whatever we do as a family, our, our guest has that same experience. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, because, yeah, it's nice to have dinner and have people around, but when it comes to gifts, they don't have a gift. That's, that's not, that's not, uh, uh that's not hospitable. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I, I watched your Nana and I watched your mom, your mom do that. Mm. Um, and so, yeah. um, another thing that they can do to show love is, um, collect, uh, have somebody in the family go out and buy socks and underwear and pens and pencils put them in a box and dump them in the middle of a room and watch all the grandkids jump in there and scramble. <laughs> you know what I'm talking. I about. do.
0: I do. He's talking about yeah. my grandma's, we called it the grab bag box and that's it. <laughs> she worked at a doctor's office when pharmaceutical companies were still allowed to give out like free stuff and they gave out crazy stuff. Like one year there was a scale, like a weight scale. Of course it said some kind of medication on it, but And so she would, through the years, you know, she would take these donations. I'm sure it was just a small percentage of what they had given to her office. And she would put uh, all of this into a box. And then uh, as a part of our Christmas celebration, we would all stand in a circle. And my grandma, who's like tiny, tiny, like five foot nothing, uh, would then dump the box on the ground and then jump out of the way. (laughs) So we would all talk. I'm not talking like we were seven. We were like 17 and 19, and um, and I think I still have Post-it notes that have like some kind of.
1: I still have medical pins.
0: Sometimes she really tried to like sort what was in there, but occasionally like a Viagra pin.
1: Very true. Be in there, yeah. (laughs) And And then have your. And then what have Jackson say, "Mama, what's Viagra?" So yeah, okay. well,
0: that's what was happening with us as children. <laughs> right. and you guys were like, mm, "Maybe yeah. you shouldn't take that one to school."
1: Yeah, well, we you know. digressed here a little bit. So uh,
0: I, yes, but yeah, but there's, but that there... was that was the way Grandma showed love because she was thinking about us throughout exactly. the year. Exactly.
1: And then exactly. she would put in there
0: things that she we knew we liked, like juicy oh, yeah. fruit gum.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. You know,
0: or fruit stripe gum, and then dump that in, and that was specific. Mm grandkids. She knew I wasn't going to grab the juicy fruit, but my younger cousins were. And so, yeah.
1: Yeah. So I agree with that. And your grandma showed love that way. It was a very, you guys will remember that the rest of your life. And that was a great, yeah, that was a great thing. Well, I
0: think that love is an easy thing, um, to show, but it's definitely something that we have to be praying for opportunities for, um, and really looking out for, because it, I, I think it can get lost, in the busyness yeah. of the Christmas season. And uh, we just have to be really, really cautious to look for it because it's there. It's everywhere. Opportunities oh, yeah, sure. mm-hmm. to love people, to love um, you know, those that live in our home, those that are outside of our home in so many ways. Well, thank you for joining us. Before we go, uh, we always ask everyone, because we're not meant to live life alone, who is it that's helped you along in your spiritual journey?
1: Well, you know who I'm going to say. Your mom, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I married, uh, I married up and (laughs) uh, I married somebody who knew more about ministry than I did. I just had the calling and she had a calling as well. And Mm -hmm. um, you know, my mom has always said we had quite a love story, uh, your Mm -hmm. mom and I. And um, so she helped me a great deal. She was uh, a good confidant. She was uh, um, she had she had probably one of the greatest gifts of discernment of anybody I've ever known. she could yeah, walk which in. was
0: really hard being a yeah. child
1: well for she yeah exactly well, and it was hard <laughs> it was hard for her too, because she <laughs> would know things about people, they didn't have to open up their mouth and she would know it, and for a long time she struggled with that, and I finally said, uh, don't ever criticize a gift of God. God gave that to you <laughs> for a reason. The problem is I didn't always listen. <laughs> She would say, look out for that one. Really? <laughs> <I> <laughs> How do know you the- know that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but she, uh, yeah. Uh, and I could see her, if I had said that with her here, she would have just looked at me and rolled her eyebrows, you know. But um, she really, for in my yeah. world, um, she she made it, a huge impact.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So, thank you so much for sharing with us today, um, speaking with us about Advent, speaking with us about love, and helping us to, you know, kind of keep our focus where it needs to be as we enter this final week of of Christmas. Usually, you would respond with either you're welcome or yes or...
2: (laughs) I'm leaving this part in. (laughs) You, you didn't Not do like- this.
0: <laughs> it's video. So me doing this would look like okay. I'm asking, but please give me, you know, make sure you thank me, please, dad.
1: <laughs> well, thank you for having me. It's always a <laughs> privilege to be on your radio show. Oh, yes. And, radio uh, show.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I love you very much and I'm very proud of you and I hope and pray that uh, your listeners will realize the importance of making sure I uh, don't make the mistakes uh, that we've made in Christian religion over the year of not telling our children and our grandchildren. If my grandma had not given us Bibles when I was 12, I don't know where I would be today. Hmm.
2: Yeah. Well, thank
1: so, you. But I know where I'm going. Yeah. To see Jesus and Janet, and I'm good with that.
0: That's right. Thanks, Dad. Okay. Bye, baby advent is a shining moment in our love story with our heavenly father it's not the beginning and praise jesus it's not the end so i pray that as you light the love candle on sunday and then light the jesus candle on christmas eve That you will remember the full story as we look forward to Easter, the ultimate act of sacrifice, and then we look forward to the second advent or the second coming of Christ, the best end a love story could ever have. To find information about Pat and show notes for this episode, just head over to our website, JourneyRuth.com. There you'll find show notes for all the episodes, an opportunity to sign up for the podcast newsletter, links to help support the podcast, and information on how I can bless your church or community. This week, come and say hi over on Facebook and Instagram. You might see me there over the holidays. And it would mean so much to me if you would take the time to leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and then click subscribe over on YouTube. Thanks for listening. And I will see you the first Tuesday of 2022 right here on the Journey of Ruth podcast.